Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Hello and welcome to the Teaching Excellence Podcast. This is episode 13 and today we're going to talk about formative assessment. So um, Jade's here. Hi. Hi Steph. How are you? I'm really good thank you. Great. Um, (laughs) We started a little um, assessment series didn't we a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And um, we said we're going to do a three-part series. One part one was all about tracking progress um, and we said we'd do part two um, on formative assessment and uh, feedback, and then part three on summative assessment and endpoint assessment, which mm-hmm. which will be interesting. But in between, we will have had our first guest on the on the podcast. Um, we had Hannah uh, from the Charter College in episode twelve, which was amazing that we had. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fab talking to Hannah and um, really thinking about and building on what we'd already been discussing in terms of effective professional development. So, yeah, that was great. Um, So, how have you been, Jade? Yeah, really good. It's been a nice Easter break. So, I've been enjoyed that and it's a little bit of quiet time at work to kind of reset and get a few bits off the to-do list get or the to-da list <laughs> um, yeah so it's 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 been a, a really nice useful time actually yeah and so. we're we're re- recording this slightly ahead of when we're gonna release it because in in a day and a half's time I'll be flying to Australia <laughs> yeah we're being super organized for once yeah we? <laughs> so we're, we'll be releasing this one and another one whilst I'm away Although, because this app is so amazing, we could have recorded it whilst I was away if we'd have got the time right. I was going to say, yeah, so. there's no way I'm waking up in the middle of the night <laughs> to do a podcast. <laughs> but it's doable. Technology is amazing and it's doable. Yes. But we'll, we'll carry on. We digress. Uh, we'll carry on. We'll talk about formative assessment. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the evidence-based practice around um, how formative assessment and strategies that can be used in class um, can help enhance progress of learners. And then I think you were going to talk about feedback, weren't you? Yeah, I've just got some kind of strategies that really help prior to setting um, assignments, kind of throughout the whole um, assessment phase, really, okay. every phase of assessment. So prior to actually even setting the um, assessment, assignment, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, actually how you set it with learners that can help, like, believe it or not, reduce feedback time in the long run. Um, and kind of during the process whilst learners are completing work. So even though it's feedback and you'd assume that you'd only ever think about feedback after um, yeah. they've completed the work, actually, if you put a lot of the groundwork and foundations in prior to even um releasing the assessment you Mm. can actually save yourself and have a lot better quality of work coming through and things that helps to reduce feedback time Mm -hmm. in the end and then we're gonna well you're gonna link that aren't you to some kind of research on on um how I would see 
it from an assessment point of view and you see it from kind of a teaching and learning point yeah, of view. Yeah, definitely. And and as people who listen often know, um, the evidence-based and research-informed stuff is something that I'm really keen on. So um, there's a couple of little things that, well, actually, they're quite big things, but they're quite neat things that I think will, you know, um, help people to understand what we're trying to get at so yeah I think there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention from a in-classroom teaching and learning practices point of view um, and, and, and there's two sort of key things that I use from a, a to look and to think about strategies so one of them I've talked about before which is the six steps to outstanding learning by the evidence-based teachers network so mm-hmm. as part of that um, their step four, otherwise known as step five, because they have zero step zero to five, uh, to five, um, mm-hmm. is all about feedback. Um, and as part of that process, it's important that we um, they highlight that it's important that we give feedback and formative. You know, we're carrying out significant formative assessment within the learning process so yeah um it's really important that in within a lesson within within that time in the classroom we we plan for effective assessment for learning now there's lots and lots of different ways by which we can do that and you know there's all sorts of um well, it, it, it kind of links to one of the strategies that I think really help when, okay. um, when giving feedback or setting assessments, and that's um, having some form of draft. Yes. Now, it's not, it doesn't have to be kind of university standard submission of a draft report or anything like that. No. But if you can get learners to submit or to, or to just discuss or have planned, yeah. either a plan of their report or the first page or the introduction or any, any kind of, any formative part of what yeah. they're going to end up doing um, yeah. and using that as a tool in class in class to yeah and you can even you know even if you even if it's even if you're not thinking about a particular assignment but you're learning about a particular thing you know ultimately getting students to write a paragraph or two um on what they've learned and then um, or discussing, you know, for a minute or two minutes what they've learned and, and use of keywords, um, then you can structure some assessment for learning strategies within that as well. So whether yeah. it be that you give feedback, whether it be that their peers give feedback, or whether you structure it so that they can self-assess, um, yeah. you know, is really important. And, and that happening within the classroom is is just a really interesting reflection point yeah um because it's really important that we don't we do give student input before they have to go away and write an assignment yeah definitely um and that's kind of like what um so in my head process of um effective feedback actually starts as i said right from prior to even handing out an assignment or any form of formative assessment, summative assessment, anything. Yeah. You actually have to think about, um, you know, all the groundwork that's gone in up to that point. Yeah. That could be actually within your team. So it might be that, um, like a really useful thing is to just discuss an assignment with 
another member of your like one of your colleagues yeah so um actually getting somebody else's perspective on what would you expect from this how would you um but how do you think you would best generate the evidence how do you think learners all best understand this and just having like a professional discussion with someone else about your assignment they don't have to be the specialist on it or that you know it might be yeah. your specialist field but actually just even having a conversation with someone else on how would you you know how do you think you know these learners or just having that kind of conversation helps you to can kind of clarify how best to pitch it yeah. um, so that can kind of start from prior that links into standardization and things yeah as well, actually which, which helps. That, that would be really interesting for teams to have build that into their planning that their collaborative planning so you know if there's a deadline by which the majority of assignments have to be written yeah then you know the next part of that as team sort of collaborative planning is you bring your assignments ready for the next academic year and you work through in pairs or in threes to, um, to go through that process of reviewing and thinking about what you would expect students to or how you would expect students to answer but also um be thinking about how you would then deliver some of that that the content yeah, as well content yeah. within the scheme Definitely. of work because um, they might have previous experience of oh I've delivered this before this is what I found with this so yeah definitely that collaborative aspect prior to is great yeah. Um, and then, as you were just saying then about the kind of self-reflection, you can start those skills from quite early on in the assessment process as well. Yeah. So you can have um, like I would call them writing tutorials or okay. tutorials, but yeah. very not 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 um, assignment workshops. Yeah, because assignment workshops in FE means in, in my previous experience or lots of experience of seeing it happen, mm -hmm. you know, it would be facilitated by a tutor, maybe walking around and offering some support yeah. when needed but mainly learners maybe sat at computers kind of just cracking on yeah and that I don't think is the best use of time in college because no. there's other you know independent study time that they can be doing that kind of thing yeah. so having a proper tutorial um examining the assignment guidelines looking at the criteria with students really unpicking and breaking down um kind of criteria or questions or anything that they're meant to cover because yeah. you're definitely not assuming that learners understand you know even simple things like command verbs we all know to break it down yeah and, and actually one of the things that I did it was with a level five group actually um we spent a lot of time in our tutorials um they you know they designed the tutorial schema work for the semester um based on what they felt was you know really significant to them and I kind of you know I yeah. had my input they had their input and we had a real collaborative approach to planning but what, what came out was that they really wanted some help with understanding what assignments required. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things we spent quite a lot of time on was um, exploring what, well, basically I gave them, you know, Bloom's taxonomy and we would, we spent a lot of time exploring what, you know, analysis and critical analysis was compared to evaluation and critical evaluation. Mm. <coughs> excuse me and um that was fascinating as a process actually because by the end of that year I had students that really got to grips with um critical evaluation as they were moving into level six 
yeah and, and they did they did really well yeah and you can link that you can kind of build on those kinds of activities and um you know class classroom activities by things like providing past examples of learner work yeah. maybe good and bad examples it doesn't have to be you know exemplar material mm-hmm. but asking learners do you you know how how to what extent do you believe that these learners have met like you say all the um command verbs and things and yeah. how would you you know and you can you can bring it begin that reflection process even when it's not on their own work or even if it's on their plan of their work or yeah. you know there's so much you can do prior to it and this doesn't even have to take that much time this isn't no. like full lessons where people think I don't have three lessons to yeah. prep them for an assignment you know yeah. so you know these can be short sharp activities but really to hit home mm-hmm. how are you gonna you know meet that assessment criteria or how are you gonna best demonstrate your knowledge or your understanding of that yeah. um and for, so me, that- I, for me it's it's always been important to teach students those thinking skills so even if you take the even if you take the end product of an assignment out of out of the equation you know it's a thing to get students to really think about what does analysis mean and what does evaluation mean um is really important for their development of of thinking skills Um, yeah but something that you just reminded me of something that i saw on twitter yesterday i think it was um, it was Daniel Willingham who tweeted about a study that's shown that peer review of writing. So if students review each other's writing and um, if they can be super critical, um, the more critical they are, the higher their own grades were um, yeah. for their own writing. So I think that kind of shows that um, if we can if we can teach students how to evaluate um, a piece of work, there's real power in, in them learning how to think about things. And um, I think, you know, because that's that sort of activity that you're talking about where you either show past, um, you know, whether it's the same similar piece of work or it's a completely different piece of work and you've got to review it. Yeah. Even down to small scale activities of just peer assessment in class. Yeah. Meaningful peer assessment where students have to think really hard about the quality of someone else's work. Um, I think really supports their thinking and they have to be able to articulate how it could be better. Yeah, so and- definitely if if you have it, you can you can set up again another little strategy to use. So prior to any submission, even if it's just formative um submission of or you know just any any assessment that's taken place you can use that peer um assessment process as like a yeah. coaching model yeah. so it, it's um you know it doesn't come to any kind of collusion uh, problems yeah. or anything like that because all you'd do is you'd get you know you can um have them swap pieces of work working in pairs or whatever yeah. review a piece of work and then ask them to set some questions that could help their peer to to improve yeah. so it might just be do you think you could have given more information on that because that didn't really come across very clear or Mm. um, do you think you covered all the points that we were asked to do or um you know I didn't really understand why you'd written you know so they can just kind of set a few things and then you can have you know just a short review kind of redrafting process and it will really help all of this helps to reduce feedback time we all know time is such a precious thing and for teachers you know feedback and and marking of work is so 
um, can be a really arduous process if learners haven't um, completed the work to a very good standard yeah um, so marking you know it was always well in my experience of teaching I would always go to start off the marking session I would go to a learner that I know would have done a good job yeah. just so that it set me off in yeah. so I'd literally think oh I know so and so would have done a good job and I'll start with that one because it will give me some faith and know that it's you know and, and then I'd maybe leave some of the ones that I knew would be harder to mark yeah. towards the end ones that needed more feedback more development maybe a resubmission all that kind of thing because it just took so much longer yeah so I think um that if you can more prep you can do the more self-reflection you can get them doing the more peer assessment all that prior to you even ever seeing the work yeah um is, is going to reduce your feedback time yeah and that's why for me the classroom practice and actually planning these things as part of your lesson design is critical mm. because ultimately it's the it's the input of effort to then get them to a more advanced place first time round. Yeah. Not, not that, and even when you've got assignments that are not allowed to be resubmitted, say, um, hopefully by do, carrying out this pro, process from the beginning of the year, yeah. by the time, you know, you get to the second half of the year, they will have made significant progress in yeah. terms of the quality of their work well you've offered them structure so if you can yeah. say if they always know just for example that they will have to submit some form of draft or or bring some form of draft to a lesson yeah where they've at least had a plan or the first um introduction part or whatever it is that they, that you would consider to be a draft yeah they bring that if they know that that's that kind of like as a learner as well you're breaking you're chunking yeah the process and it makes it a lot more achievable if you set a 2000 word essay you know that can be quite overwhelming yeah so if you say that's the first part of the process then they go away they then know that they've got to complete up to another certain point and then they might have some form of peer assessment and then they can go away and perfect and, and meet the submission date. That actually is a lot more achievable and a lot more supportive and kind of helpful for the learner. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, so it, it would support those who maybe struggle um, meeting deadlines and things like that as well. Yeah. I think uh, the, the other thing that I've found really useful when planning lessons is um or thinking about how we design really effective lessons um is and i've talked about the education endowment foundation before and their teaching and learning toolkit um in there you know that i always think about how the teaching learning toolkit outlines some of the you know the practices that have a significant impact on learning and one of them uh, that's got sort of a really high impact is metacognition and self-regulation mm -hmm. which completely sort of you know uh, relates to what we're discussing so um in terms of you know the things that they have sort of seven summary recommendations related to metacognition and self-regulated learning mm -hmm. and it's all about getting students to be able to recognize their own learning and um how they've planned how they how they can monitor and how they can evaluate their own learning and i think as a teacher we can we could like you say we could support them and scaffold that as part of the lessons so yeah. that you've done lots of preparation and and development of thinking skills before they actually write any assignment whatsoever yeah um so they have yeah definitely get them used to that another um kind of a post 
So you might have actually marked a, le- a piece of learner work and yeah. given it back. And a really good um, strategy to use is just using feedback with no mark given straight away. So yeah. no kind of former percentage or past merit distinction or anything like that. Just the written feedback and maybe annotations. Yeah. And you can get them to self-assess what they think they've achieved from the feedback given. So it actually is making them kind of digest the feedback, think about it, think about what that might actually mean that they've achieved and and also self-assess their work again so once they've read it through again they might think actually I could have done that better that kind of thing or think no I've done a really good job you know um and you can kind of get them to rate themselves and then give them their final mark yeah and just see how far off they are because that's quite um and like an informative little um activity to do as well we had um, a bit of fun actually with my level six once where um, I wrote the feedback on their assignments and I, I bought off off eBay um, some of that, you know, those that the foil, you know, like on scratch cards, it's like a silver. Oh, yeah. Scratchy yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I bought stickers of that. So I put the sticker over <laughs> their grade. Yeah. And they had to read the feedback and then they had to write on the hand what mark they thought they got. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so, and, and they had 50, they had to really analyze the feedback and look at the grading grid. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of, and guess, and if they were in 5%, within 5% of the grade that I'd given them, um, I think they just won some chocolate or something. Um, and it was just a bit of, of lighthearted fun because they were really anxious about the marks for their assignment because it was yeah. you know, one and of their final lot, assignments. A lot of people, even adults that I know who complete qualifications here, will mm-hmm. openly admit that their eyes go straight to the mark, you know, yeah. and, every, and everyone, you know, have a pass. That's all they want to know. They don't actually read the feedback. So that's a really good strategy. But yeah, I think you've got really to try cool. and engage engage learners in feedback as much as possible so again something that I know I've mentioned to you before Mm -hmm. is um as an induction kind of activity again going right back um you know to the beginning of the course or or beginning of the topic or the module or whatever yeah is actually looking at um, what feedback means to learners to start with do they actually understand it what they're meant to do with it what it is why it's there that kind of thing Um, and actually discussing with them what type of feedback and what kind of feedback do they find helpful and what do they not find particularly helpful for improving um you know their performance and um you know giving examples of a time when they've remembered some feedback and why that was particularly so memorable and what it actually resulted in them doing doing a little bit of unpicking at the beginning you know whether they you know because some actually might prefer a bit of um constructive feedback in terms of really unpicking what they do and some might find it quite demoralizing and demotivating if they've you know just got lots of stuff to work on so I did see something actually um an article the other day about how some learners find that because we are told now to be so developmental with our feedback and kind of feed forward yeah that it can actually be have the opposite a demoralizing effect you know where we're oh, trying really? to constantly push on and develop people yeah so if you're constantly saying to someone yes really good effort but you could try this in future think this you could do this you could do this and you know it's that constant like perfection well, um, that links to all the positive psychology stuff that i you know really love which is um so there's a theory called oh gosh i've forgotten what it's called i'll i'll find it in a second um, yeah but it's about um, building on strengths. 
So yeah. The more you can build on strengths. It was linked to all that Tetris effect stuff that you were talking about before, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. If, uh, Tetris effect is 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 the whole idea of if you focus on negatives a lot, you will um, perceive everything around you quite negative. Yeah. But if you focus on positives, you you can become more optimistic generally yeah. and, 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 and building on strengths there's the 80 20 model as well that's all about if you actually focus on developing people's strengths 80 percent um you will um actually improve performance a lot more than focus it you know and 20 percent focus on things that they need to develop um, that are, would be considered as weaknesses yeah then um you or areas to improve then you actually would improve performance a lot quicker than if you were doing it the other way, you know, yeah. trying to focus so much on things that they're not great at. Yeah. So there's definitely a balance needed in feedback. And I think that it it's about knowing your learners as well. So that's why it's really important in induction and through formative assessment and through, um, uh, you know, like writing tutorials or anything that you're yeah. doing, that you get to know, you know, you know your learners and you know what feedback would actually motivate them and what they would use and how to engage them. Yeah. Um, and that's very individual, you know, that's, it's you know yeah. down to there's a there's a learner's confidence and everything definitely so. and I think there's a couple of things I think for me it's always about variety and trying different things um with your group so that different students will relate more to one thing than another and then they can find something that really works for them um but you know looking at some of the the summary on the education endowment foundation about metacognition and self-regulation there's a few things in there that actually I've tried before and would say have had a really powerful impact on students. So um, number three on the, their summary is around modeling your own thinking as a tutor. So, mm. you know, it, it's about um, trying to verbalize how you would address a problem or how you would address a question or how you would map out um, some thinking quite visually, um, whether it just be verbalizing and making notes on the board or um using some technology that um you know is almost like a live screen mm. um to to model your own thinking um around a, a particular topic or subject because students can really benefit from you verbalizing your thinking which i think um you know is is maybe not something that we always think about but um it's really it's really helpful for students to see how you would address a problem or how you'd approach a problem, especially yeah. when they're quite new or they've just stepped up to a new level. Um, mm -hmm. That's quite useful. And then the other one that I've always tried to um, think about is that conscious scaffolding of, of higher order thinking skills. Um, like you said, worked examples have, have a real mm -hmm. benefit and a real place there. Um, but looking at how you can scaffold tasks or how you can scaffold activities within a session that really helps put the building blocks together, if you like, of, of higher order thinking skills and then getting students to reflect on that, um, I think is really powerful. And, and the other part of it is that reflection and, and coaching approaches, I think we really underutilize them. Um, so, you know, having um, re real reflective, re and I mean, I don't mean just at the beginning of a module and the end of a module, I mean sort of very regular, regularly throughout 
whether that be part of what you do in a classroom or whether it be part of what you have as on your VLE site um, or sort of your online learning uh, support, getting students to constantly reflect on their learning and the skill development and the progress they're making will allow them to identify what they need to do to make more progress, but also yeah. allow them to identify what, they, what they're doing well at, mm. which I think is really important, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. We like focus on the positives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so any other key tips on time saving? I, I, I'm just aware of, um, there's been quite a lot of debate on Twitter recently about verbal feedback and trying to give as much sort of in-class real-time feedback. Yeah. I mean, I once, um, wanted, just thinking of, of somewhere where I saw the most amazing feedback, real-time feedback, was actually a basketball conditioning lesson at Mysco College. Yeah. And um, the students were working on strength and conditioning, and they were getting in-time real constructive feedback about how they were doing those things and they were therefore able to alter their practice based on both the tutor evaluation and the peer evaluation because that was part of what they were doing um to be able to make progress and the amount of progress they made in that session was just phenomenal yeah Um, and that's it and it's got to be if you when you've got a kind of um, it's about student engagement and feedback but like you say timely so yes. yeah you might have a college policy that it's you know within 10 days of of something or mm. but actually um so one study showed that um group feedback like immediate yeah. group feedback yeah. where you didn't even identify individuals when talking yeah. is a really good way of in one engaging learners and getting them to again reflect on their own performance so you might give just some general strengths that were observed so if you were doing a group session or some something you yeah. might just give um feedback to the group to say these were three things that i just saw were being done well and these were three things that i think that could have um done with some improvement now you haven't identified the learners the learners have to listen to that and think whether does that apply to me mm. so what was i one of the ones who demonstrated the strength or am i one of the ones who demonstrated and even just that small process is um really really effective yeah. Um, and, and helps you know people to act on feedback so this this obviously tons and tons of different ways that you can do it but it's definitely that thought process of the full assessment journey and I'm talking formative you know really informal kind of assessment but yeah. it is about your planning and thought process up to you know actually handing out the assessment and then yeah. what prepping what what skills you can develop with the learner throughout um and then that checking kind of whether it's peer or self or prior to submission that will end up saving a lot of marking time. Yeah. Um, is just, yeah, they're just, there's lots, there's lots and lots of, I can share a document that I did actually, I did a little self-assessment checking kind of tool. Oh, okay. That, um, for, it was for HE lecturers here, but to say, have you considered or thought about using any of the following? Yeah. Um, and if you do, do you know how well do you do it? Yeah, well, we'll find a way to attach it. We'll put the links in the blurb to the podcast. Um, So hopefully the links will be below in the show notes, as they call them. 
yes. um we'll put that we'll try and we'll start sharing some things that we've got because we've got loads to share haven't we yeah um but also really yeah that you know we'll that they, that's the idea of um i know you tweeted today about the um and and just to time stamp it we're on the 16th of april and um, but you tweeted this morning about the quality boot camp idea that um is kind of being explored but you know that's the idea is that all of these types of things we will work on collaboratively in that space and all sort of bring things that we've used before or we've trialed before or um, yeah you know um, tons to share (laughs) tons to share so yeah um, and we could go on forever because there's loads um related to feedback and formative assessment but I think it was important that we shared a couple of things that have cropped up recently that we think is really important um and no doubt we'll revisit some of them as we go we go along so yeah. fab okay thanks jade thanks. thank you steph yeah and i'll speak to you soon speak soon bye bye thanks for listening to the teaching excellence podcast leave us a voice message in anchor Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.